welcome back to the One Piece Club portion of the Multiversity Manga Club. For those who might have missed the last one, we're replacing uh, the book club portion with a long form deep dive into One Piece. We might still do like the occasional one off, like, one you shot. know, yeah, like a the equivalent of like what we what Americans like would call a graphic novel. Jaco, maybe? Potentially. Yeah. Stuff like that. Okay. Every now and then. But for the. In terms of, you know, a monthly thing, we're going to be talking about One Piece. And joining us for these portions, making his triumphant return, is our good friend, Zach. How you doing, buddy? I'm back. I don't know if I'm good again, but I'm, I am back, <laughs> at least. <laughs> You're always good again. Zach, yes. Zach is always good. We are recording this on St. Patrick's Day. I'm drinking an Irish-style uh, stout, so. Oh, My beer fun. is green. Green and orange. Well, it's mostly green. To... The can, at least. Yeah, the can. Yeah, sorry, not, not the... green beer. No, I'm not am, going that far. Out. I'm completely out of beer, and I have not been to the store in a mm. minute See, because of. Please... Yeah, this is yeah. also being recorded for anyone who's going to be like listening to this a year or so in the future. This is the pandemic. Yeah, podcast. We're, we're 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 recording this in the uh, uh, podcast boom that people are predicting of with everyone being locked up. Um, what do we do now? Make a podcast? Yeah, uh, it's podcast or stream video games or both. We do both of those, actually. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard I heard a joke about how this was going to like the the coronavirus quarantine was going to spark the next like baby boom <laughs> generation. But like, I, I definitely don't think that's the case. I don't think any of our generation are uh, looking to reproduce no. on on mass. Uh, I, but I do no. think that uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of content created in this time. I I read a funny thing just real quick. I read this funny. Obviously, obviously this was a joke, but it was like podcasters and Patreon people are going to be like the new elite class. Everyone <laughs> on Wall Street is going to crumble in the next couple months, and soon podcasters and like people that aren't only beholden to the. I mean, I guess like that's stupid. I, I don't really. I mean, I'm sure Patreon is tied to you know the economy at large but like it's funny to think about like elite podcasters like uh being being the, the cream of the crop of society that's definitely us elite podcasters the new Varish. oh absolutely yeah so for this uh second one piece club episode we're talking about the second half of the east blue uh saga which includes the baradier arc yes the arlong park Arc, arc and low I, I don't like saying that Arlong Park arc that. Arlong arc or whatever um, yeah. and the log town Logue town like mini arc rogue town wait it's called rogue town in, in the, the manga in the, at least the translation that we have yeah um which works as well because you know rogues, rogues pirates yeah. and such I think yeah um so another big chunk this is chapters 42 to 100 if I'm not mistaken yeah um Zach already he, not too long ago, read this for the summer comics binge. I'm yeah. sure. I'm sure we'll retread um, some of the stuff that he talked about in that. But it, just in case, you know, you want to go back and read his comments on it, just because you think he has really good opinions on this episode. <laughs> by all means, go to multiversitycomics.com and do so. So we start off with the Baradier arc, uh, which introduced. The main thing for this arc is it introduces Sanji. Yeah, that's the most. So, and, and that's what most of these like starting arcs are. Yeah, th this <laughs> most of them introduce a new character. Right. Um, yeah. So this is Sanji's first time. A, a to new shine. main crew member. I mean. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Because Luffy thinks that he needs a cook. I think he thinks this... I don't remember if he actually thinks this before they meet Sanji or, like, shortly he, after. He brings he brings it up early. Okay. Early on, Yeah, he needs um, a chef. When, when the, Zoro. I think it's when it's still just him and Zoro he's talking about. We need a chef, a musician, a navigator. Um... Uh, and, I don't. Uh, that might have been. That might have been it. <laughs> He's so. like, um, well, I don't. I still don't really know what role Usopp plays. I think they said. I know Usopp's <laughs> goal is to be a great warrior of the sea. That's what. He's, that's his dream. They all say their dreams. Yell their dreams at the end of the Log Town arc. Right. Rogue Town. Um. So, but like as to the the role he plays, I guess he's their sniper. But like that's not like a famous <laughs> thing that you hear about on yeah. ships. Like like navigator makes sense. Cook makes sense. Doctor makes sense. The swordsman. Oh, yeah. Okay, the doctor, whatever. The doctor they do mention. Eating like, I guess Sora was like the heavy. And the musician, like, musician. Musician is a stretch and they like, they joke about it that. Makes about sense, how it's not though. important, but it does make, yeah. Pirates sing sea shanties <laughs> as we all who've played Assassin's Creed Black Flag yes. 4 know. Um, and you never met Brookie. He's delightful. I, yeah, no, I mean, you no, never no, met I, him. I haven't, I haven't gotten to the thriller bark. Thriller bark. Arc. Arc. Again, so like many. the Arlong Park. Don't like it. Arlong Park arc. But I will as part of this. Brownie is fine. I don't think it's really a standout. Uh, no. I think it has a pretty good flashback, though. Yes, I like the flashback quite a bit, and I think it's. I think it is the first time that it gets pretty emotional. That yes. I would say that it's effective. Like exactly. I think. Yeah, I think Zoro is just completely whatever. <laughs> like Kalina fell down the stairs. Oh no! Yeah. Like, Which before we before we get to the flashback arc in this, the main thing I remember of Baradier besides. Um, Sanji himself being introduced is it f- is this stuff with uh, Zoro and Mihawk. Yes, that's um, the other important thing. Very, yeah. very good stuff. Also, I have to say, you guys are going to have to forgive me because okay. I never watched One Piece or like had any affiliation with One Piece until I really like read the manga, and so I only ever like have been. I've only ever associated Zoro with Zolo, and so well, I may fine. slip into Zolo it, every once that, in a while. That's okay. We're, we are not purists yeah, no, by any I, stretch in that. That's, that's fine. There's a couple differences between the manga and anime. I might use the anime for some. If somebody says Zolo, I'm not going to change their pronunciation. Or, like, well, the name. Well, I mean, it is supposed to be Zoro because of Zoro the Swordsman, right. but it's whatever. They changed it because they were a little scared of... I guess somebody getting mad at them for calling him Zoro. I pretty and, sure Zoro's in the public domain. Yeah, yeah, it was just one of those. It's like a JoJo thing, though not as right, bad. Right, it's right. one letter, whatever. Um, so yeah, there's the scene with Mihawk, and I feel like that was kind of Oda being like, "Oh, Zoro's uh, motivation isn't quite good enough yet." It, this is <laughs> where it gets I, better. I need, it's like I need to give him a little bit more than he, yeah. I'm sad about my friend falling down that's, the stairs. That's a good. See, though, it comes in. For some reason, it feels, I don't want to say organic, but like Mihawk, the design is strong enough that it makes you feel like he had Mihawk planned. Yes. But you're right that it makes sense that he's like, oh, I gotta give Zoro something a little bit more than like my dead friend wanted me to be a really good swordsman. Like, I'm gonna fight the strongest swordsman in the world. Okay, that's good. That's a good motivation. Yeah. yeah. It, it's kind of weird though how Mihawk's introduction and that whole thing just happens right mid arc. It's yeah. very weird. It's kind uh, of interesting though because like it just it, it feels, just shows up. It feels happenstance, sort of like happenstance, which I kind of like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where yeah. Mihawk was actually following. So I took, I took a ridiculous amount of notes reading this children's manga, um, <laughs> because 
Like I was trying, uh, there's some things I'm going to keep an eye on as we read that I haven't really been paying attention to, like Zoro's swords. I'm, I'm going to pay attention to the swords because apparently they're important. Oh, uh, excellent Yeah, yes. Um, but, oh gosh, where was I going with that? With Mihawk. Yeah, appearing. Mihawk was chasing, uh, was, was sort of terrorizing Don Krieg's crew. Don Krieg is the stupid, lame villain of Baradier. <laughs> but he, I mean, he's sort of... It's funny because they, they make him out to be, like, the strongest pirate in the East Blue or something. And, right. of course, that's going to get one-upped, like, pretty soon. Because, well, they aren't in the East Blue very long. They eventually right. get they get to the Grand Line pretty soon. So yeah. we're not always dealing with East Blue people. But Don Creek is, I guess, like, the first sort of quote-unquote real threat. I mean, Kuro was whatever. He was sort of a minor threat to, like, a village. I do think... <laughs> I, th- I think the problem... The main weakness that early One Piece has, and this is a lot of chapters, you know, that we've gone through, like, you know, we're, we're talking, when when does the, um, need to see when the uh, Baradier arc ends. I forget like which chapter that 60s, was. Like in the 60s, I think? 60s sounds right. So it really takes a while for One Piece to get its first really good villain. I think so, yeah. Um, that being, in my opinion, Arlong. Yeah, Arlong is good. I don't even like like Arlong as much as some of the other later ones, but no. I, he's the first one where it's like, that's a good villain. That's good. Um, good design. Krieg. Strong. Krieg. I completely forgot Krieg existed. So. Because like, I <laughs> yeah, like if you had, I remembered Baradi, I remembered like the floating, the floating, the floating you know, ship of, um, yeah. that's a restaurant and has like all these tufts. But if you asked me like, who did they actually fight in that arc? I, I would have, I would have blanked. I would have been like, uh, Mihawk? That's right. They yeah, well, I mean, only Zoro does, and then Mihawk goes away. And <laughs> Mihawk's and, ship—I think he just floats on a coffin because he's supposed to. He, <laughs> I he, missed that. He—he he, um—he's supposed to just be Dra- Dracula, right. Dracula, Mihawk, whatever. So I—I I don't think that like Krieg is like a great villain or anything, but maybe it's just because I've read it more recently, and also I haven't read very much. But I feel like the—I feel like the Luffy Krieg fight is really good though it's a I, I, pretty would, good fight. I would agree on that part that even though fight. i don't like him it is a good fight yeah there's more dynamic stuff happening that in that one than anything before and you actually see luffy use the rubber powers in a more interesting way than just like hit you Pull very hard which he, yeah, does, sure, which he does which he does sure. and, and, a lot yeah and getting maybe getting a little bit ahead here i actually think i when i read this last summer i kind of enjoyed the Luffy Krieg fight more than I did the Luffy Arlong fight. That's how okay. I that's how I remember well, it. See, yeah, I like the Luffy Arlong fight mostly because of the part where he destroys the rooms. But yeah, that we'll, that is um, a, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah. we'll get. There. No, I, I I see what you're saying though. There's a lot. There's like some more interesting sort of like like set piece stuff to the to the Krieg fight than there has been before. I mean, yeah, it's pretty much just sort of been like. I mean, there's always goofy shit in One Piece. It's One Piece, but like, it's a little bit more, a little bit more serious than the other fights mm-hmm. that have yeah. been. And like, there's Krieg and is more, more of a crea- creative use of both. Yeah. Krieg's gimmicks and of I, yeah. Luffy's own, like you know, uh, power. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> I forgot about. So you said you forgot about Krieg. I forgot about another character that's like an awful character. I don't think he's ever come back. Was was Krieg's like guy Pearl? Oh like, yeah, weird the shield, shield guy. guy. I just I I, <laughs> I just kind of like uh, he's a minion. I don't. 
I know, but like for some oh. reason I was like, I feel like the way he was introduced and like he had a whole chapter dedicated partly dedicated to like his backstory That's he true. grew up in the jungle or something and I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually forgot about him as well. I think I lumped him in with Krieg. Yeah. Um, no, he's not yeah. I mean, listen, he's not like super I wrote him down and I was like Pearl question mark question mark. I <laughs> I, 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 the reason I put the question marks there, I was like, I was going to check and see if he ever showed up again e- in any sort of like capacity. Right. And I don't, I'm pretty sure he doesn't, which good. I mean, yeah, he, good. I think, I think Don Creek also doesn't show up again. Interesting. I think you see Kuro more than you see Don Creek. <laughs> so Don Creek is just like the tough guy that, that's like, oh, this guy. And, and I guess like his whole purpose is that he went to the grand line and got his ass kicked and he's still, like, and he's you know, freaking out super, about it. He's super tough. For the East Blue, and yet he couldn't face the Grand Line. I um, sort of, and I like Sanji's placement here of being the guy that's going to feed anyone no matter what. I like that. Yeah. Um, anybody that's like starving to death, even these pirates, and there's that that one guy Jin, who's who's a Don Creek pirate who was fighting Sanji and them, and then sort of has to admit that he can't hurt Sanji because Sanji gave them food when they were starving to death. So, it's nice. Sanji has a good role in this arc, I think. I think so, too. It's a strong introduction. Yeah, like it's, San- a, it's... Sanji isn't one of my favorite no. straw hats, but I think that his int- introduction arc is very... Like, it's... I, I like him in it, which is yeah. important. Yeah, for... I like him in it. I like Zeph. The reason that they clicked is a very One Piece reason. They have the same dream. Of course. That's why when... I guess... I think it was Zeph's pirate crew took over the boat Sanji was on and then uh I think Sanji gets knocked overboard and then Zeph and Sanji get marooned or trapped on this little sort of like foot. island and and uh, yeah Zeph Zeph pretends he takes most of the food but it's all just gold and gives Sanji all the food so and yeah and he like that, that, <laughs> and eats his foot yes yeah oh yeah so Walter said that I kind of skimmed over it for some reason like, yeah whatever yeah oh yeah no that is a big deal it's you know <laughs> Oda, you know, working on his flashback magic. The yeah. first kind of real signs I of think... that. I We said before that, like, he kind of did that with the dog and the uh, Kind of did. Arc. I think this is the first. This is the first, like, real. I think, I think there are, like, good. He comes up with really good, strong, simple story beats. I think, yeah. like, Zeph taking the gold. Gold can't do you any good right. on a deserted... It wasn't even a deserted island. It was like a plateau right. out of the water. It wasn't even... There was no water or anything. And so, you know, and them having the same dream and, and all the other pirates laughing at Sanji, but and Zeph sort of remains quiet because he's like, mm, that's my dream too. <laughs> so, yeah, Sanji's dream is also something that we don't really <laughs> hear much about. He the, wants to find the, the ocean world. where all of the fish are. Well, because because there are like four oceans and one place, one piece planet, which doesn't really have a name, I don't think. But it's mostly water, and all there's supposedly a place where all of the oceans intersect. You can find all the fish there. Nice, cool. And that hasn't come up really. Not really. Then. Maybe that's where one piece is. I don't know. I kind of thought it. I kind of thought it was implied that that they were related to each other because there's like some kind of overlap between. Luffy's quest for One Piece and Sanji trying to find those fish. I can't. I can't remember the exact detail, but ultimately, I also liked in the flashback. Um, Zeph said his his dream was to build a restaurant in the middle of the ocean so that nobody would ever be hungry, like traveling, which is like nice. 
yeah. it's a nice sentiment. So, yeah. And then we get back into the fighting and sort of Luffy, you know. Saves the day. Saves, saves the day. Yeah. Beats beats Pearl and, uh, no, wait, no. Sanji beats Pearl, I think. I forget. <laughs> Pearl dies. Pearl, Pearl gets knocked out. <laughs> we never see him again. <laughs> yeah. Apparently. Yeah. Um, and then Sanji sort of has a tearful farewell to Baratier. The classic, you know. Yeah. Like, thank Get you. out of here. So they, we don't, they, Harry, they, they Harry and the yeah. Hendersons in. <laughs> yeah, they do actually. But then they turn it around because Sanji heard them saying all this shit. Right. About how they wanted him to leave. I guess the yeah. only remaining, the only other thing I wanted to mention about Baradier, and it's not so much about Baradier, more about Sanji himself, is this like weird affectation that they have. With in the, the manga, yeah. With his like saying like you know the crap geezer crap that crap. stuff is so good but it's bad um like you it's know it's weird i don't know I, what it's supposed to be equivalent to yeah i wonder if it was just something it was like they had trouble translating it or i think they should have just dropped it but but may, maybe like you know because it they have seemingly like he he stops doing that relatively early like yeah. i don't think he even he might have said it like once or twice in no. our long park yeah, it seemed like it was more like a thing just between the crewmates, you know, like how they interact. Right. Death and Sanji. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that and the other guy, I, f- I forget his name, the like really big guy. Yeah, the, the really who had the giant fork. Pat to fight with Patty and Karn. Yes. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I know. I'm writing down all of the tertiary characters that have names i'm writing them down that's just, good. just that's for fun good, that's a good resource to have yeah in case anybody wants to mention like the side characters be like i know what their names are in the yeah. character polls when like it's so funny when you see that like one of shanks's crew was like number six like most popular <laughs> the, a guy, the guy who is always like ben biting Beckman. up the leg what's that no that's lucky rue that's yeah lucky the, rue, the big okay. the chubby guy he's yeah. al- always like biting on like a big old like hunk he, of meat. he's not even named in the freaking manga he's named in a question <laughs> corner and then he's like you know number seven number or like something. seven and then like Usopp was nine what is wrong with these kids these kids are so dumb <laughs> they, they don't appreciate the subtle sophisticated uh aspects of one piece no but so does, does anybody have any other comments about Baradier or Sanji's introduction? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Yeah, no, I don't think so. I think good? good. Yeah. All right. All right, so... I think we'll take a quick break, mm-hmm. and then we'll be back to talk mainly about Arlong Park, uh, but briefly oh, as well, because it's just three chapters. But there's a lot in those three chapters. Yeah. We'll be talking about Lockdown. So we'll take a quick break and be back after these messages. Hello, everybody. My name is Mike. And I'm Greg. And together we are Robots from Tomorrow, a twice-weekly podcast appearing at MultiversityComics.com. Each week, we take some time to check out books and shelves on Wednesday that are worth your attention. And each month, we dissect the previous catalog. We also have long-form discussions about books we've enjoyed, like Dan Clow's Ghost World and Jack Kirby and Mike Royer's Commandy. And if that's not enough, we also do creator interviews. Some of the talks you'll find in our archives feature Mike Mignola, Leila Del Duca, Sean Martinbro, Emma Beebe, and Greg Rucka. So that's a lot of content for everybody. Please subscribe to Robots from Tomorrow in iTunes or Stitcher so you never miss a thing. Robots from Tomorrow has hours of comic-focused entertainment week in and week out. And now, back to your show. Welcome back. We just finished talking about the Baradier arc 
and we will be next moving on to Arlong Park, which oh, yeah. I think most people would agree, including I think all three of us, this is One Piece's first like really good art. Yes. Um, yeah. So maybe maybe it would be a stretch to call it great, but this is. I think it has great moments. It has great moments. As a whole, it is at the very least, it is very good. Mm-hmm. Um, Arlong Park. So this is kind of the. You know, we talked before with Baradier about how a lot of the arcs are like, you know, kind of introducing the new member of the crew, mm-hmm. getting into their backstory and everything. Arlong Park kind of subverts this in how, you know, Nami was introduced earlier, but we didn't really get to know anything about her for right. a while. You, you um, sort of see some interesting scenes where she's looking at Arlong's want. You never see what she's looking at. That's Arlong's wanted poster. Ah, that she gets from That she gets from... Uh, Actually, I believe it is. I don't think you ever actually see it, but like I think in the show they show it's Arlong. But actually, I guess it just sort of reminds her that hmm. she has to... I'm not actually sure why she gets so upset looking at it, because it's like, well, she knows who Arlong is, obviously. Oh, but I mean, <laughs> but, I mean just seeing him, yeah. But as we find out, Arlong is actually taking bribes from the government. Anyway, sort of mafia. He's sort of running like a mafia on yeah. the island that has Coco Village. I don't think the island is named, but it's Coco Village, and there's something called Goza Village. There's a couple of villages on this island that are long rules, but... Yeah. Yeah, so... So my, my one main, like, criticism of the Arlong arc, and this is, this is again... We'll say this with a lot of things, probably, over the course of this podcast. This is probably, like, a, being a bit harsh on a children's manga. Um, yeah. But, you well, know, when, when you get, like, these fantasy racism stories, I feel it's always more effective to have it be, like, you know, a case of the hmm. humans being the ones who are racist towards, like, the fantasy race, as opposed to the other way around. You get more of that with Fishman Island. Okay. They get so. into it. So, I mean, you're right, though. I mean... Because as it is, it, like, makes it seem like a... Even though it is it's still like, a, even though it's still a racism is bad type thing. It's not thing, really a deep. But it's <laughs> also like, it. it's also putting it at a point of like, you know, we could get this bad. Um, right. where, where I think it's more I, effective to be like, we are this bad. I think they um, sort of temper it by obviously making Arlong and his crew out to be really strong, powerful, and sort of mafiosos. Like, it's not right. just that they're fishmen per se. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. they, they have. In a, in a world covered by water, they have certain uh, advantages. advantages over people that can't right. move as well in the water. And so I think it mostly works as sort of a simple, you know, racism allegory. Yes. But they do get a little bit, I, I don't want to say, I hesitate to say complex with One Piece, but they <laughs> get a little bit, they dig a little deeper okay. in Fishman Island, which I think I'm willing to. Which I, is a I, long ways off. I, it is a long ways off. And I think I'm, I, I remember being a little tepid on it when I read it, but I th- I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like on a reread, I might appreciate it more, but go ahead, Zach. Sorry. Um. No, I, yeah, I remember feeling a little weird about that aspect of it just because they are kind of like, the other you know and right. yeah it, yeah it's it's a little i felt a little weird about it but again like not not too much yeah no i understand i understand um i think this is also what we were just saying about um baradier and creek you know arlong is kind of the first good villain yeah he's, he's got it and i think one of the things that makes a lot of oda's 
villains and when we're talking about just shonen villains in general like yeah their character traits are important but really part of it is arlong has a very good design yeah um his hat though his, his hat is good he's got his like you know kind of loose fitting shirt um, yeah he looks badass <laughs> yeah um, i think like he looks cool in a way that like a 14 year old would think it's like really cool looking but but i think but i think also like <laughs> the fact that he's like based on a sawnose shark yeah like it would have cool. been really easy oh he's like you know, bad, it's gonna be a great white shark no, sawtooth. No, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> he he kind of reminds me. This is like a ninety <laughs> street shark. A ni- yes, exactly. Oh. Yes. Yeah, oh, okay. So yeah, I was perfect. I was say Thank you shark. so much. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Sorry to sorry to. No, I'm I'm no, I'm glad that you knew exactly where I was going with it. Quick, yeah, he looks exactly like a street shark. The, Arlong looks a little more interesting than most of street. Most of the street sharks are just like buff shark, different <laughs> colors. Like they did have an orca, which like isn't a shark, did but it? whatever. I think didn't they? They had one that was like a Norwal. I, oh, I yeah, remember the, that, which is not a shark at all, you know? <laughs> yeah, the original, yeah, hold on, hold on. The original four street sharks were a tiger shark, a great white, a whale shark, and a hammerhead. Okay, um, oh, okay well. They were the street wrong. sharks, but other, like, you know. Oh, other animals. Animals, sure. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, man, the, the like, anthropomorphic uh, hero trend of the 90s is so good. Um I liked extreme dinosaurs. Street cats, not I, street cats. Street cats. Swat cats. Swat cats. Swat cats was good though. Uh, biker mice from Mars. Do you remember oh, yeah. that one? Okay. I see people talk about that, but I've never even seen it. I don't even really know what it, it is. It exists. I saw it. Okay. But the fishmen, for the most part, are interesting looking. I don't really like the kisser fish or whatever he's called. Uh, the one yeah, that's like, who goes like, smack all the time. Yeah. It's a. I mean, I guess it's creative, but I just don't personally like it. I do yeah. like his fight with Usopp. It's funny. Yes, yeah. I was going to say, very good use of yeah. it. And, like, you know, how Usopp, the, the scene Usopp's of Usopp, great in this arc. The, the scene really of Usopp, good. like, you know, oh, I'll just make myself look dirty. And he's like, no, I can't do that. I'll be letting them down. That's good. I like that. That's good yeah, shit. I really, there's, he's so good at characterizing Usopp. I feel like every single Usopp scene is just always like, I feel like I know Usopp. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like more than most of the other characters, I would say. Yeah. He's in some ways, he's the most believable. I think the most real, um, yeah, as far as yeah, being sort I of like, why you'd say that. he's, he's cowardly, but he is brave. I mean, he, you know, fights. I, I also like the gimmick of, of the, what is it? He has a rubber band. He's like rubber band of doom. And everyone's always like, Oh God, what's that? <laughs> and then it's just, yeah. Nothing. And then he's like, yeah, well, Usopp's hammer is just, it's just a hammer. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I, I really like, I also really like, and this is unrelated, but I really like uh, Sonny Moore, the guy who does Krillin. Sonny, wait, not Sonny Moore. Oh my God. Isn't that the... Yeah, that's the... Uh, Sonny uh, that, that, That's uh, Skrillex, isn't it? <laughs> Sonny Moore does not voice Usopp. <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Sonny, Sonny Straight, I think his name is. Yeah. He voices yeah, Krillin. Right. Um... God, just thinking too much about uh, Sonny Moore's collaboration with Hitaru, Hikaru Dada on, <laughs> on Kingdom Hearts. But anyway, yeah, Sonny Strait's performance as Usopp is really good. But yeah, that's a good fight. It's funny. You see sort of what Usopp, how Usopp fights is just sort of, sort of goofy things. Yeah. Though he eventually gets a little bit more serious arsenal. And I think that like, it, it kind of thing that shows the difference kind of between um, Oda and a lot of other artists 
would be that so many of the fishmen, if if I was if it was just like an average uh, mangaka doing this, you know, besides like all the like major or like well major in quotes the the like kind of lieutenants and stuff of Arlong, um, all the fishmen would look kind of the same. They'd look there'd be like a preset fishman mm-hmm. um but, but they all look he different. has yeah he has a blast like he he wants to make every single one yeah. look different and they all look very different for the yeah. most part he's very creative um he's a very creative person he's um, sometimes i wouldn't say to the like horrifying levels of like iraqi <laughs> like iraqi gets to the point where it's like sort of this cosmic weirdness <laughs> the creativity sort of breaks the mold somehow but like odo's is always sort of like fun really fun right. and and colorful and zany and stuff. So yeah. um, I, we also see we see some more of um, Oda experimenting with Luffy's powers a bit more, kind of like in the Don Krieg arc. Um, I think I'd agree with what Zach said in the first half that it's as a, a whole, the fight is maybe not quite as good. Um, but I do think there are some like fun, like there's the like kind of freaky looking thing where he like makes the net out of his fingers oh yeah oh. <laughs> yeah it was kind of like almost body horror um like something something from uh ito rather than oda um and it did look kind of weird didn't it but the thing the thing that i really liked was that that and, and i think that arlong park is also when it finally starts getting pretty funny regularly like yeah arlong well, park, is... we've got we've got this we've got the sequence of like Luffy repeatedly drawing like the fish, <laughs> um, which has really great comedic timing. On yeah, that. yeah, it's yeah. It's like yeah. You know, now you just added hair and everything. That's really funny. And then there's Momo. the combination of that oh. um, with the powers. He does like that hurricane thing um, <laughs> and gets stuck. And in then the it's ground. like, I, and it's like, why didn't you move? It's like, well, to do that, I had to like you know implant my feet in the ground. And so yeah both, yeah. both on the terms of creativity which and leads to like a great moment or a great sequence that you know lasts like a few chapters where he's trapped at the bottom of that uh like little body of water and um they like stretch his head above water so that he, he can breathe yeah, yeah i like that the villagers get involved but they're not super heroic they just sort of well they are though right they, they go uh, down yeah. and do things heroic. they don't like start beating you know, right. they don't start beating fishmen up sort of unrealistically because they clearly would just get killed. Like Johnny and Yosuku, who we didn't talk <laughs> about, but they're sort of useless characters that yeah. Zoro knows. I think I think they're just sort of a bridge to get to Arlong Park. I believe that's the purpose they serve in the narrative. It's it's like when you're playing D anD D and the DM has like an NPC show up when you're like traveling on the road. It's like, oh, have you heard about this? No, what would happen is that like you start to go away from Arlong Park and then Johnny and Yosuke show up and they're like. Uh, we heard about this really big bounty at Arlong Park. Uh, you heard about you heard about Ar- Sawtooth Arlong? Yeah, right. you, should, you should probably go there. And then yeah. you'd be like, no, we want to keep going. You should go to Arlong Park. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, the so... Ba- oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 you... Go ahead. I was going to say, the backstory. Yes. It's the well, first really great one, I think. Yeah, the, the Nami stuff is spectacular. Like, Yeah, it's really good. Like, like I said, I mean, it's it's sort of... It's one of those things where it feels kind of classic. Like, I feel like I've seen this before, but not in exactly the same way. And there's certain story beats that are sort of really strong and simple, like, you know, Bellamere being 
sort of this tough army woman and she adopts these two girls that are orphaned after a war somewhere mm-hmm. fighting somewhere we don't really know and i don't think it's important i think it's just sort of okay nameless no, that was something conflict. i was wondering about D- who knows though the, they might come up with something nami might be royalty lieutenant surge <laughs> yeah that's that's actually the one where lieutenant surge uh got hurt yeah and did war crimes with his raichu anyway he did the great <laughs> the great anime wars <laughs> yeah all the anime were fighting there it was like Game Master Anthony, except it was but, just like... But the bad version. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. instead of a party, it was a war where everybody showed up. Um, so, yeah, it's just... It's, it's, it's really nice. And it's got like... Um, it's also... It goes on for a bit. Um, but a, a good but amount. But it's not too it, much. It never, it's not it too never, much. It does not feel... Like, you know, I... I've, I make jabs every now and then about some of the flashback arcs in One Piece. Like, they get a lo- Towards the long. later end, it's like... They get very long, yeah. Yeah. Um, like, I'm pretty sure the Law flashback in Dressrosa is as long as Arlong Park, if not longer. <laughs> like, <laughs> Probably. Any, maybe half as long, but anyway. Um, so, yeah, it, it's, it's very strong uh, characterization. Gives you the feeling that these characters are with us longer than they are. Yeah, that's um, a good point. And... It's a lot of heart in it. Yeah, exactly. Um, I've, there was there's one thing I want to talk about with the flashback, but it can. Wait. I want to talk about the four kids double that, the flashback. That's what I want to talk about. <laughs> I want I want to use that to bridge our uh, okay. the next two sections. Um, and and then there's the very so one of the one of the main weaknesses of One Piece as a whole, um, at least probably not for kids, but for for us sophisticated I mean, readers. I we're, we're These... caveat here. We are not the age demographic of One yeah. Piece, obviously. Um, but... Most very intelligent, very smart, uh, very uh, good-looking um, reviewers. Um, well. The... One of the weak points of One Piece is Luffy. Um, he's, he's generally, like, kind of like... Uh, and he has to like I get it. He's he the shonen hero. He's dumb, dumb and, and strong. But I, I think sort that, of like him in this arc. I though. think that Luffy is great in our yeah. arc. Like I like. I get like a feeling that he really cares for yeah. Nami. Um, he, the scene of as we mentioned earlier, the scene of him destroying the room. But even before putting that, the like, hat on Nami's yes, head. That was that, so that's good. such a good touch. No, that whole scene is good because she's she sort of you get the sense that Nami sort of wants to to give in right. to just work with Arlong. But then she does that and she says, Luffy help. I was yeah. like, oh, I forgot about that scene. I was yeah. like, this is so good. And that's when he, and I, yeah. I, I haven't read everything. I've read like a good bit past this, um, up through, I think I stopped at, uh, water seven was the last thing I read. Yeah. You didn't read. This. Um, and I've read, you know, but I think of everything that I've read, this is the most I, I like Luffy. Um, yeah, <laughs> and I don't know if that's if there's if I Luffy think, has any other really good moments I think as, later. As we get more characters, he sort of doesn't want to. S- I don't know. I think, I think like the best sort of character Luffy can be is sort of like this big dumb guy that helps people. Like I mean, <laughs> I, I know that sounds really simple, but like that's no, the way to make him likable. You know what I mean? Like he. Yeah, like he he sort of has the golden retriever response to people like Sora from Kingdom Hearts, where it's like, I like you and I've been talking to you for like two minutes <laughs> sort of thing. 
Though Sora would not uh, just like beat the shit no, out of somebody. Sora, to... Sora's a little nicer. He's a little bit a nicer. Bit, uh, a lot nicer. <laughs> a lot. Luffy's kind of chaotic. He just sort of shows up and wrecks shit. So, as needed. Um, I don't know. Is there anything else about... Oh, uh, there, w- there was one other thing I wanted to say about it on part. Is that I think that the other thing is... And, and there's another arc that I'm thinking of that this is the case um, that we'll get to a few episodes from now. But there are certain points in the story where I feel um, you can, you definitely notice like, oh, Oda's gotten better at drawing. Yeah. Arlong Arlong Park Park looks great. It looks really good. Like, you know, the earlier stuff was good. Mm -hmm. um, No question. But this is like, I think the first kind of long stretch where it's like, this looks pretty dang good. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And the action. Most of the action is easy to follow. I wouldn't say it's as clear as like One Punch Man, but you know what's going like i really like when um there's a couple panels where uh, there's one i remember from the arlong fight where he reaches through the wall and grabs a sword that was cool yes do you remember that yeah yeah, and and pulls out the long like uh, sawtooth blade or something it just looks like it was a weird looking thing it had like looks like a monster hunter weapon (laughs) yeah it looked like a jrpg thing that like a berserker would have or something Something to- super heavy and unwieldy and completely unrealistic, but whatever. It's one piece. Yeah, and I'm trying to think if there's like any other things I want to mention about it. I mean, do you have anything else to say about Arlong Park, Zach? No, I thought I thought it was good. Um, just how well each character was kind of like highlighted. Um, yeah, of yeah. like the Straw Hats. Um, everyone kind of got their moment. Um, and yeah. I think that's a problem that Oda runs into later as the cast expands. It's yeah, and the story gets a little that. bit more complicated. I wouldn't right. say complex, but like more is going yeah. on. It's fine. He complicated to... in the Kingdom Hearts way. Uh, <laughs> Not that complicated. Yes. Not that far, but, but in that sense. Yeah, but, yeah. Put it well, in my veins. I, well, I think like I think this like early on, it's really important just because you still you know you still don't know the character super well um and and while the cast is kind of small it's smart to give them each like their moment Um, for sure i was gonna mention i i think i think there's a lot of i was noticing like more like sort of background interactions between characters this time like there's a lot between zoro and usopp yes they seem to be sort of buddy buddy Mm -hmm. and like a just nice little like more than i remember yeah there being sort of camaraderie between it's not like just only the characters on the panels are talking like you know they're what I mean? like, only interacting with, with luffy right it's nice um, i like it yeah yeah so, it's great and so something that i'm sure emily wants to talk about is four kids dub the four kids dub um <laughs> so well, we don't have to spend too much time on it but there are there are two particularly funny things in but it's important the selection about the, that we read. Because it's a very important to the story, and uh, it, compl- it makes the so, story nonsensical. So how long did 4Kids do the dub? When did they stop? So 4Kids uh, stopped dubbing it, I want to say, like, a little bit into Alabasta. So they got okay. to, they got to, I think they got into, like, cro- them infiltrating Crocodile's, okay. like, thing on, I forget what it's called, uh, on Alabasta, like, his casino or whatever he... So, so on the off chance that the listeners don't know, 4Kids is a... Uh, infamous shall we say dubbing company, company that did like a bunch of um in, in the late kids 90s, anime early 2000s mm-hmm. um, they did pokemon so so they would both 
the the two sins that they would often commit is like really really like toning down anything yeah that could be considered Violence. like problematic um but it not problematic in the sense that we use the term today which i don't mean in a dismissive way but like you know late 90s early 2000s like, like, like won't somebody think of Helen Lovejoy I mean, uh, won't somebody that, think of the children you're right Batman um, the animated series had characters with guns right. like and that was no big deal but four kids seems to think that like so, so that that stuff and as well like trying to make things not Japanese <laughs> yeah like, um, which, like is, the, which is the, much more offensive yeah the, the yeah. jelly donuts in Pokemon yes the, the, right. the, the famous one. jelly donuts in uh, right. the Pokemon dub. right um, this is like just kind of racist yeah, not kind I, of, don't know, I don't know how else to um, describe it so so there are two very good things um in the one piece for kids stuff what's the other thing besides uh, Arlong? oh I, okay i'm so, gonna tell you about the arlong one yeah so there's a lot of things but in the arlong park arc we all know that in the flashback arlong shoots bellamere kills bellamere in the manga wow wow in the english dub there's so there's a silhouette in the manga of Arlong pointing a gun at Bellamere's head when she tells right. him that she. It's has not. Kids. It's not like we're reading Chainsaw Man and no, we see her no, like it's not head like, splatter apart it, or something. I mean, like it that. is a little violent. You see blood and stuff, but it's not like I don't think it's gonna like scar kids for right. life or anything. But so, <laughs> sorry, I, I I posted this on Twitter the other day. I was like, I thinking about this always makes me happy. Was was the the clip this clip that I'm gonna talk about is. Arlong, so in the four kids dub, instead of pointing a gun, Arlong points at Bellamere. So they change they change his gun hand to just like a pointing hand silhouette. And he says, you know, I don't I don't know what he says in the manga exactly. I think he says something like, we'll die for your stupid love or something like that. And then shoots her. In the <laughs> in the four kids dub, he says something along the lines of, Why don't you spend a nice long time in the dungeon and think it over? <laughs> Or something like that. And then Bellamere's like, oh no. And the girls scream. And Arlong laughs and says, if you can't pay the cash, you'll be out with the trash. <laughs> <laughs> and feel free to quote me. That's what he says. And then it just ends. The flash. So, so she how- says this almost once a, a week. <laughs> if you can't pay the cash, you're out with the trash. <laughs> Come on. It's funny. I suggest everybody look this up if you have never seen it before. Um... It, it's one of the best things ever. But and then there's also the question it, of like, yeah, as so, you said. So this completely, but, but so if Bellamere doesn't die, this, this renders the story in like sort of incomprehensible because <laughs> when they get to, so, so it hasn't been that long. It's been eight years and Bellamere is what, like 30? She can't be that old. Right. So I guess the implication was she died in prison, but they don't want to say it. But when they get back to the island, they don't bother to look for <laughs> Bellamere. Like, w- wouldn't you try to break her out if you beat Arlong? Like, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So, <laughs> they just leave her there. <laughs> just dump? Really, yeah. They, really it, stupid. It would have been great if they, like, just, like, hastily added in some, like... I See, double. I don't know that they didn't do that, but I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure. sure I would have heard about it if right. they did, so... Um, so my favorite thing from the four kids dub, and I I haven't even seen this... Um, oh, Mepo and Kobe? No, oh. no. Um but I've just heard about this through you and it tickles me to no end. Oh, Smoker? Yes. So, okay, we, so I think next, I mentioned this, but go ahead. So our next yeah. arc is... Um, Logtown, Rogue is, Town. Yeah, the, at least in the manga chapters that we have, it's translated as Rogue Town. Um, yeah. But I think it's also Logtown, like a 
play on prologue, prologue. epilogue uh-huh. um, yeah because this is kind of this is the last stop before they the get to line. the grand line so it is kind of like these first 100 chapters have just been the beginning and they call it like the beginning of the story or something yeah. like that yeah. um so wait did you say that we had already talked about smoker I think I mentioned this, but that they didn't animate. They they yeah. So, so they took so all basically, of, this introduces a. I, th- I think he's somewhat recurring character. Yes, he's actually very. Um, he's he shows up a lot. He's, he's a captain he's part of the of navy. Captain of the navy, known as Smoker, um, and he's a he's a devil fruit user himself. And his thing is he can like create these like you know. He um, is made of smoke. Yeah, he he. he uh, is so you made can't actually punch him. Um, um, he can create like smoke dervishes and such. Yeah, and like um. Make his arms smoke and stuff. But he also smokes two cigars at a time, which is badass. It's cool. <laughs> it's difficult. I've tried it before. It's it's hard. Yeah. Um, it, it's and so I, as we said, the four kids Helen Lovejoyification of the story. They're like, okay, we don't want to show anyone smoking, which is a thing with Sanji, as you probably know. Sanji. They also made that a lollipop. Yeah, he just smokes a lollipop. Smoker. They just remove the cigars. So he just so he's always just kind of clenching his jaw. <laughs> but smoke. also, the smoke is so much part of his design they can't just edit that out. So he's just got smoke coming out of which. Like I guess you could pass which, it off as like he's made of smoke, right? But then they kind of circumvent that by they don't even call him smoker. They call him chaser. chaser. <laughs> oh boy, well, it's really stupid. I mean, I sort of like. I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying to say like One Piece. They shouldn't. They shouldn't make One Piece for babies. Like, right, you know what right. I mean? Like, I mean, it is no, already for kids. Not. Like, and it's not that bad. Like, right. It's this is something adult that literature. <laughs> right. I mean, like the funny part is that they're like, we need to babyfy this anymore. I was like, it's already pretty. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You know, like, it's already pretty like juvenile a lot of the time. But I mean, it's just funny. Yeah. It's bad. In case you didn't know. So, Log Town, Rogue Town. Um, it's only. F- it's, this arc is only three chapters, mm-hmm. uh, one of which is oversized, if I'm not mistaken. Chapter 100, isn't it? A bit longer than Maybe. usual. Um, whatever the case, it's it's short for an arc, but it's pretty important. It's good. and It's it's one it's of my good. favorite parts of One Piece is like sort of the in-between chapters, between arcs, where you learn about stuff that's going on in the world. And right. And this is kind of the first instance of that. Yeah. And they it's get... not very long, but as you said, yeah, kind it's of a little bit of world building. Stuff. You get yeah. world building, yeah. basically. Which One Piece has a fair amount of it, and it's mostly pretty good. So, I mean, you know, for a kid series, it, I mean, it's also run almost a thousand <laughs> chapters, so it better have some sort of right world building. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess like the most important thing that happens is that Buggy comes back. Yay! I'm yeah, which happy um, about this. no, it's good. He he comes back and um, and Alvita. Yeah, which like I guess we didn't really talk about it here, but like. Um, that was happening in those cover uh, stories, like yeah. The cover okay. stories, yeah, which is stuff. really fun. Yeah, those were really cute. Um, yeah, sorry, we didn't really talk about these, but real quick, there was sort of a cover story, which are the covers of the chapters sometimes show another story going on in the background. Right. And and th- th- this selection of chapters is kind of when we first get like yeah. the long sustained right. stories. Because um, we have everything with Buggy's crew. You find out what happens. They find Buggy's, it's cute. They find Buggy's arms and legs, so they think Buggy's dead. But I was as I was saying on Twitter, I was like, of all the people in the world that you might think <laughs> is still alive after <laughs> finding their severed body parts, it would be Buggy. <laughs> but... 
No, and, and the lion know, became the, the lion crew leader. Shortly, and then he was defeated Briefly. by some other people on another island or something. And then um, Alvita and Buggy join up, and they find the crew, and they come together to Logtown. Yeah. And so Alvita has eaten a devil fruit that makes her hot. Uh, it I, also <laughs> makes her slippery. <laughs> I don't really understand that power either. Um, it just sort of like makes things bounce off her, I guess. She's like she has no friction or something. Yeah. I, I don't know something like that. Because the, there's like. They, they like lay out a tarp for her to, <laughs> for her slide to run. On. No, and the chop chop escape is very funny. Yes, I do it's, like the chop chop escape. Buggy turns into a car. Turns into a car. <laughs> it's buggy, pretty cool. Buggy, buggy. Yeah. Buggy. Okay, so buggy is stupid. Like buggy. I'm not trying to say buggy's cool, but buggy gets a lot funnier. No, I like Buggy. I think Buggy's yeah, good. I do too. But I think I think the problem with the first arc it's... where he appears and is since he has to appear as a threat. He yeah. isn't funny enough, right? Okay, in, yeah. In the buggy arc, that's fair. Yeah. Um, but now when he's like more of a recurring I, character, it's sort of a yeah comic relief. Yeah, totally fine as that. Yeah, as sort of like a Team Rocket person. But um, yeah. So so we also have the introduction of this character, ah, shit, Dragon. Oh, not Dragon. Oh. Um, Tashigi. Tashigi. That's it. Zoro's girlfriend. I'm sorry. Um, his <laughs> uh. His rival. <laughs> Who just happens to look exactly like... I, we're, we're back to the stairs thing. Um, so... I, be, I guess he... I feel like Oda wasn't sure, like, you if know... If he wanted Tashigi to actually be Koina. Like, right. I, I feel like it would be really funny if Koina hadn't actually died. This is actually... <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, For so, some... like, I obviously, like, don't know things. Okay, like, sorry. Uh, I yeah. mean... It, uh... That was yeah. I I feel like you're led to think like, oh, is it really her? Right. Well, you see, One Piece has gone on so long that <laughs> right. I think he's just he's letting some plot threads either just not resolve or they're just going to resolve differently than he originally right. planned. Which like is the Chris Claremont. It's like twenty years of this damn story. So right. like, I mean, it's okay if the Tashigi thing isn't like the best thing in the world. Whatever. I bet it'll but, be but, the last chapter. <laughs> Tashigi just... is Queena. Yeah. One Piece finale. Um, no. <laughs> it'll just be like one. one it'll be like one page. Um, it'll be like yeah. uh, Walt will get this. It'll be like the last issue of Jeff Johns Green Lantern, where they have the like <laughs> epilogue pages. It'll be just like that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, so Tashigi is sort of set up as like a rival to Zoro. She's swordswoman. She works for Smoker. She's also very clumsy. She's clumsy or whatever, but she's. But she's good when good fighting. Sword, good with a sword, whatever. But she also introduces the concept of the various different kinds, different kinds of, of swords. So, I'm keeping track of this, everyone. I'm keeping track of Zoro's swords because I'm convinced they're going to be important and I'm probably wrong. <laughs> so, I, I kept track of, like, the names of the swords because, like, Shigi wanted... To, she doesn't know it's Zoro when she meets him at the sword shop. A sword store. I don't know. I guess it's like a blades, uh, like a blacksmithing place or whatever. Right but again very D. no it's just a sword it's just a sword sword store yeah <laughs> sword store you know very D. yeah place so that just happens to sell a bunch of swords yeah there's that going on sanji gets a big fish it's not very important he just wants to cook it and then luffy goes to the execution block where they killed gold roger gold roger was also born in law in rogue town which i don't know if that means anything but i noted it down it feels important he died there yeah um, um Buggy almost kills him there. There's sort of an interesting scene where he just sort of admits he's going to die, and Smoker kind of notes it. Smoker well, thinks it's he weird. notes that he laughs. He laughs before which he dies, which Roger was does. what Roger did 
when he died and when he saw and the One Piece. And that we just recently learned, and yes, that when he saw the One Piece, he I, laughed. Yeah, so I don't know. It's interesting that Smoker notes that, and then there's sort of a a storm that prevents Luffy from being executed. And that's when you meet Dragon, who is a mysterious character. Not going to say, I think I mentioned who he was before, but I guess I'll, I'll defer from mentioning it again for the sake of like future spoilers. I mean, I might, I might like casually spoil some stuff, but I'm not going to say like super huge one piece spoilers as we read, but it'll be funny when you absolutely accidentally do it. It just like flips out. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry. No, it'll be. (laughs) So Oh, that actually tangentially reminds me about something about our long park that I had to bring up, which is just, uh, Jinbei being mentioned and Jinbei. Oh yeah, yeah. Jinbei is important. I never read the chapters where he appeared because that's Fishman Island. Jinbei right? is actually a whale shark fishman. Yeah, um, I, I, he doesn't really look like one, but not really. He just um, looks like a walrus, kind of. So but, I was like, oh, Jinbei. He's in these other yeah chapters I read. He lays some tracks very early for right. some stuff, but obviously it's very sketchy. But yeah, so I mean, they leave Logtown and they're. Heading towards Going the Going towards the red line. The red line is the piece of land that that's separates right. the right. oceans. And so when they cross the red line, then they're in the grand line. I'm still not 100% grand sure how that works. Line. Yeah. But yeah, like, it's also had the wonderful pirate rap. Well, unfortunately, we probably can't play that at the beginning of our podcast. Wow. So that would be great. But I don't know who to go to for the rights <laughs> for that. Four Kids is like defunct, I'm pretty sure, completely. Yeah. I don't know who... Toei probably owns the copyright to that. It's technically what we call in the business a derivative work. Um, like the English, an English take on the theme song, even though it's not the same thing at all. Right. Because most of the One Piece openings that are English in Funimation's dub are the same melody. Right, right, right. And they just turn it into English, so... A very yeah. important piece of... Uh anime history the pirate I, rap. I watched the first couple hundred episodes of one piece i don't recommend anybody do that it's i'd say it's a pretty good adaptation for the first couple of arcs like a two water seven and then after that it don't don't watch past water seven it just becomes the, the pacing is just like unbearable but yeah so any other uh, final <sighs> concluding thoughts on log town um, I just wanted to say I I'm was really in for the swords immediately. Uh, <laughs> I love the swords. That seems like was... something that you would hone oh, in you, on. I, like, this... I, and not even like specifically just that it's swords, but it's like there are three tiers of swords, and there are this many <laughs> right. swords in each tier, and this sword is named this, and this is its history. Zach is here for Zoro's swords, and we can't even. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's very like lore like useless lore kind of thing but i'm gonna yeah. keep track of it because... it's very just like jrpg yeah. nonsense yes. you know like yeah it's like well and and zoro does the cool thing where he like flips the sword through the air and he's like mm, the sword isn't the sword's cursed but it picked me I'm yes like, Damn, zoro. <laughs> yes zoro, zoro's pretty cool he's actually kind of scary a couple times but but it, it's also like... funny how like it struck me, you know, we're 100 chapters in ish to the story and this is like the kind of concept that a shonen manga would be based on you know like yeah. this, is, this is a first chapter concept and here it is we're just throwing it in a hundred chapters <laughs> in <laughs> oh boy all right well should we talk about what we're gonna cover on the next episode sure so we're off so we are officially done with the east blue 
saga. Yes, as that's we've the first. It like just divides things up into sagas and then the arcs within the sagas. I think and it's sort of like unofficial, but it right. it's more or less sort of agreed upon. Yeah. Uh, so we'll be entering in whether some people would call it the alabasta, someone call it the uh, Baroque works. I think the I think yeah, the Baroque alabasta works. makes more sense. Baroque works is the name of the organization that Crocodile runs, which is like his group. Right, but I think that that's like the official nomenclature because you run into the Baroque Works oh, folks before Baroque you Works. get to yeah, Alabasta. Baroque Works and Alabasta is, is the name of the art. Yeah. So we're going to yeah, do the. Oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so we're going to do the three small arcs that start off the Baroque Works saga. So that'll be chapters 101 through 129. That includes the Reverse Mountain arc, the Whiskey Peak arc. And the little garden arc. <gasps> little garden is good. Um, yeah, I think of the three of those, little garden will be kind of the yeah. most uh, interesting fun. and fun to talk about. The other two aren't bad. It's just sort of like, nah, just sort of like stepping stones too. Right. You do meet a character that's important to another character in Reverse Mountain, though. I remember that one of the crew members actually. Yeah. I won't say who, but anyway. So, rough projection is that we'll do those. Then we'll do a, a full episode devoted to the Drum Island arc, yeah, um, because that's that big one. It, it's a, it's not, it's only twenty four chapters, um, but it, there's a lot to talk about with that it's one. The first one that made me cry reading it. Yeah, it, it's good. <laughs> yeah, and then and then after that, we'll we'll see how we're feeling when we get to <laughs> Alabaster itself. Is might split what? it up, or we might just make like sort of a, sort just of a mega episode. episodes. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. So, yep. um, that's about it then. Mm-hmm. Thanks everybody uh, yeah. who listened. Um, as always, you can find us on Twitter. We're tweeting through it under the hashtag <laughs> One are, Piece Club. We are tweeting through it. Um, you can also follow us. I am at Goodbye to a Shoe. I am at Cosmos, of course. And I am at Wilker Fox. And I believe that's it. Yeah. All right. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks, maybe three weeks. I forget exactly. Uh, it'll be Emily and I talking about the Shonen Jump offerings for the month of March. Yep. And otherwise, if you want more One Piece contact content, we'll be back in one month. Yeah. Bye for now. Bye.